Yo, 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 what's up, ladies and gents? How's it going? I feel like it's been a little bit. It's been a interesting summer, am I right? COVID, riots, Karens, Kens, politics, conspiracy theories, dude. Damn, life's a beach, and we're all here. Anyways, guys and gals, again, I'm way pumped. I'm excited to get back into the podcasting, interviewing super dope and super cool people. Today's guest had a fantastic, fantastic month in July. Continues to freaking throw down like a beast and a monster that he is. But before we get into that, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you guys for the support of the page. I want to thank you guys for always sharing the memes, sharing the podcast. This is just me giving back in the way that I can. There is definitely more cool stuff coming at you. Um, just working it out, but I am super excited with the direction that the page is going. Now, in regards to the podcast, uh, I'm opening this up. Whoever you guys want to have on and discuss any topics, door-to-door, life, finances, anything past door-to-door, pre-door-to-door, after, like, you guys name it, shoot me a DM. You guys know where to find me, uh, at nosolicitingbruh on Instagram. Or if you just want to email me, that would be nosolicitingbruh at gmail.com. Domain coming soon. Um, But, yeah. I'm excited for you guys to listen to this podcast, and uh, yeah, see you guys on IG and the webs of social media. Started from the bottom, now we way up, way up. and I got the baddest face up, face up. Ain't no fucking playing, we ain't game boys. Now we got a name, they wanna frame us. That you keep a third eye All these niggas ain't gon' ride All these hoes gon' wanna sock Now they playin' both sides Man, a nigga traumatized Mama told me they don't cry Nah, a nigga wiggin' the pie Sweet guys and gals Welcome back to the No Soliciting Experience It's been a super duper long time It's been a few months since uh, I was able to record a podcast But we're back, trying to get better And what better way to come back Than with one of the freaking dopest experiences that the industry has seen in a while um drew thank you so much for being on brother i appreciate you i appreciate everything you do um can you introduce yourself to the people real quick yeah man thank you for having me um yeah so my name is drew hansen i sell um i sell green eggs this is my third summer selling um this is my first year at green eggs i've been knocking in indianapolis all summer long um and then I just came up here to finish the summer up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So, um, yeah, man, that's pretty much it. So, so your third summer, and what are you at right now? Well, I am at. I broke eleven hundred yesterday. Um, last night I did. I'm at just over seven seventy, um, seven hundred seventy thousand in revenue right now. So, Holy um, she is. Yeah. So I started knocking May eleventh of the summer. So. I got pushed back a couple weeks because of COVID, but making it so work. So you're at a, you're at over eleven hundred. How much time do you have left in your summer? Um, I'm planning on staying out till probably the twenty sixth of um, September. So I got I'm looking at like another five weeks. Dude, what what, what are you trying to break? Josh's record? Uh, dude, I uh, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean the bar gets set higher every year, so yeah. 
Dude, there you go. So you're in your third year, you're now shooting for the all-time pest control um, service record, right? Now, just kind of put things into perspective because in three years, you've progressed quite a bit. Now, let's kind of break it down a little bit. What What did you hit your first year? So my first year, um, I sold 511 accounts at a like a 532. You sold so, 500 yeah. accounts in Denver? In Denver, yeah. Denver Holy shit, yeah. yes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that blows my mind. Yeah, that was my, that was my rookie year. And then last year, what did you hit? Last year I did, um, I opened a branch for the last company I was at. Um, and I did 570, too. Five, 570 at like a 510. And uh, I was in um, Kansas, Kansas City. Okay, so your first year you hit 500, 511. Second year, 570, but you opened up a branch, which means you had like managerial, managerial responsibilities, office work, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, all the fun stuff. Yeah, um, all the cool uh, technicians, stuff. all that kind of stuff as well. So, and then this year you made the switch to Green X, and then just absolutely wreaked havoc. Yeah, dude, yeah. what like what 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 kind of water are you drinking, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, man. I mean, like leaving, like making the switch, like this last year. Um, I mean, I want to go to a company. I want to sell a thousand accounts. Um. And so that was like kind of like the mindset going into it. And I've been able to like work with a lot of people throughout like the off season and talk with a lot of guys that hit a thousand. Um, and uh, I kind of wanted to make the same jump for any of you guys that know John Taylor. He's the VP of sales here at Greenex, but he, uh, he made the same jump going from like 545 accounts his first summer in PEST to like a thousand accounts the next summer. So I was like, kind of chat with him and i just asked him like dude what's the like what's the deal like what do i what do i gotta do to make the 500 account jump and he's he just kind of helped me understand that like dude it's you just do it like you just you kind of just set that level like you set that you set that bar for yourself and you go out and you get it um because if you can go out and sell you know eight or nine a day then there's no reason you can't do it every single day um like if you do it every once in a while there's no reason you shouldn't do it every single day so um yeah man i just went out like with a higher standard like set for myself than in past years and I got ripping in. Uh, I got ripping in May, and um, things are going good. And then I got going into June, and I hit 300 accounts in June. And then I was kind of thinking maybe I won't go for a thousand. Maybe I'll go for 1,200. Um, and then, uh, and then like a week after that, I was like, no, nah, yeah, I want to sell a, I want to sell a million in revenue. So that's the, that's the plan is right now. Holy shit. Damn, and you're you're coming off like one of the better months, right? So, was it July? Yeah, it was July. Yeah, so I did 300 accounts in June, um, and then I did yeah, and then July was my big month. How how many how many did did you run with in July? 365. 365. 365. Yeah, and just barely over 250k in rev. Um, I was like seven dollars over it or something like that. So. Yeah, just scraping Holy by, crap. dude. Holy crap. <laughs> dude, so so for everybody who's listening to this, right, they're all going to think, like, like that's insane. Like, there's no way I could do that. Um, but you said it earlier. You just have to do it. If you can hit your – whatever your PR day is, if you've hit it once, that means you can do it again, right? 
So there's obviously some there's obviously some sort of preparation. Like in your mind, this this is just the kind of stuff that I'm fascinated about, and most of the people in the in the industry are fascinated about this. What is your mental process and preparation, or how how does that goal like even like how how was that that idea like spawned or birthed right like how how, how do you how like you know because like because like because like some, some people because like because like some people revenue, what I'm saying, saying? yeah well, like revenue the accounts like everything you're doing right because right, because right, right. you had a big month in june and you could easily let off the gas but instead you pressed harder on the gas and you kept going and you're like well i, I want to get more right there, right. there's a concept of yeah, you can get more, but there has to be some sort of number or numerical like equivalent to what more is. Like how, yeah. how, how do you come up with that? Um, dude, I just take it week by week. So like, if like that's when like I was starting like I was starting to do like you know, I, I had my first eighty week at the end of May, like ever. Like my first, my biggest week ever. Like in my first two summers was fifty accounts in a week. I said it was 50 accounts like last summer and that was like my biggest week ever. Um, I've always been like really good at being consistent. And I think that's like what adds up. And so if I'm like, dude, if I can do 80 a week, like, or if I can do like, for those of you guys that knock like, you know, 15, 16 weeks, if you can do like whatever the math is, like if you can do enough accounts, like add up to a 600 account summer one week, then like there's no reason you shouldn't be five or 10 deals off that every single week. And so, um, yeah, I just started to do the math, and it's like, dude, if I do 80 accounts like every single week, then like, I'll get pretty close to it. So like, why not go for it? Why so, not? I mean, why not, right? Yeah, why not? It's crazy. I I just saw a post the other day that said, "Why not?" Right? It was just somebody going over their goals and then just whatever they want to do in life, and that was the question: like, why not do it? You know? Yep, I guess yep. I guess door to door. I guess wrapped. We just have this thing where. I think maybe we we're we're scared of the work. We're scared of what it takes to actually hit it. Yeah, I, I think, know. I think like, that's. I think I think it's a big thing because like guys will they'll want to be like great and they'll want to be good and like they'll they'll be like, well, dude, like what do you do? Like what? Like dude, there's no secret to it. You just like if you can do it, then go out and do it. Like if you can go out and do five a day, like or do five. Like if the five is your biggest day, there's no reason you shouldn't go out and do four or five every single day. Um, and that's like a four or five hundred count summer not like everyone's like you'll get people here and there that are like i think willing to do like the physical work and go out and knock early knock late um but like as far as like on an emotional level like you got to be like stoked to go out and so like every single day when i go out i'm not like oh, okay i'm at 1100 accounts i got 400 accounts more to go like i don't even really think those thoughts i'm just like dude i gotta go out today and i gotta get 20. and so like that's like my thought process every single day um because I know, like, if I do that, then, like, my big days will lead to big weeks, and my big weeks will lead to big months, and my months will do, like, after I have big months, like, every single month, then I'll be done. My job will be done, and I'll, uh, I'll be good to go. Dang. So I kind of just take it, like, day by day, week by week. Um, when I look at, like, the overall picture, like, that's when a lot of, like, reps get overwhelmed. I've noticed, like, at the end of the summers, everyone starts to lower their goals, um, and they become more and more satisfied with less and less. And so I think that's another thing that kind of, it kind of holds people back from like because like they're like they'll say that they want to do it and like they'll train the off season and like they go oh, well like like dude like how do you do it like dude just work harder and longer than everyone else well dude i work like really long hours like okay like one you got to do that every single day like every single week of the summer you got to go out and you work out to work harder you got to work longer than everyone else um 
but like the like like the emotional and the mental work behind it has got to go in as well there you go so uh, yeah dude you're absolutely right that's just what it takes um i mean aside from like working harder than everybody else like you got to be constantly working on your craft that's one of the bigger things because you can just go out to knock and eventually the numbers the law of averages will add up and you'll probably end up like with two or three if you knock 400 500 doors right on paper you're working more than anybody but the amount of effort that you, that you put into it is the is the biggest difference. Um, my my curiosity, because you said you have to go out there and every day your goal is what twenty? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So like at the first of the summer, like my goal was like I, I got to do ten every single day. Like if I can be in double digits every day, like I'll be good and I'll be I'll be on track. And then it like got to the point where I was doing like like fifth like fifteen was my goal. And so I realized like the first of the summer, like. When 10 was my goal, I would be doing like, you know, 10 some days, 12 some days, and like eight or seven some days. And then like when my goal was 15, I was doing like 12, 13 some days. Um, you know, maybe I'd pop off and have 16 in a day. But then like I had a week in June, I, I had my first 100 week ever, and uh, I did like 108. And um, I was like, dude, like when I started out that week, my first day, I think Monday was like my biggest day ever. I did 26 that Monday and then I went the next day and I did like 18 or something. And so I was like, dude, like, like, I'm not going to like start going for 15 a day. Like I got to start going for 20 every single day. And so when I started going for 20 every single day, like since then, now I'm shooting a lot higher at like, I'm landing in between like 15 and like 20 deals every day, just cause like the bar is a lot higher for myself. So I think whatever you like tolerate yourself to do or, or whatever, whatever you tell yourself is like good enough. Like you'll do just less than that um not a lot of times you're gonna go out and you're just gonna crush whatever your goal is every single day so i've th- i've realized like if i set my goal high and like i'm always like trying to hit it um i'll land just below it so there you go well dude with that like i'm i'm just curious to know and then again this is what most of the the industry is going to ask is um what time do you normally start knocking um well our like schedule um throughout the summers it's supposed to be like we have a team meeting at 10. We have an extra training at 11 um, or sorry. We have an extra training at 10. We have a team meeting at 11. Then like we're usually done with team meeting by like 10, 1140. And then everyone takes a lunch. And when the days that we do like that schedule, I try to get on the doors like before 1230. Um, and I knock, I knock until 930 every single night. Like I don't go back to my car until 930. And in Michigan, it's getting a little bit, it's getting light pretty early. So we're like, it's getting or it's getting dark pretty early so like it's like pitch black at like 9 10 but like i still knock till 9 30 um but then like on our competition days and stuff like that we'll have a meeting at nine and i'll try to be on the doors by like 11 so if i'm on the doors for like by 11 or by like 11 30 like that's a great day for me i'm, I'm stoked because then i can get ahead of schedule and and then i just take it hour by hour throughout the day like i said goals like okay i gotta get like i gotta get three or four by one i gotta get i gotta get um I got to get like seven by like three thirty. I got to get 10 by five. And then like, I kind of so on and so forth throughout the night. Holy so crap. That's dude. like the schedule. And then I don't, yeah. Wait, I mean, I, I eat lunch on my way to area, but um, yeah, I knocked on nine thirty. So. Knocked on my dang dude. And you're just out there all day. No, no breaks. You're probably asking for waters on the door or. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really, yeah. I don't really take. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I just knocked on nine thirty. Um, and Saturdays have been like a big game changer for me this year, for sure. So like Saturdays, like 
have always been like, I've always struggled with Saturdays. Um, like my first two summers, it's always been like probably my lower producing day of the week. Um, just cause like, you know, everyone wants to just enjoy their Saturday and be done at like three or four or five, or whatever your company ends at and just, you know, relax and then hang out with your team or just, you know, do your thing. But, um, Saturdays has been huge. Like for me, like being at, like at Green X, like there's a big focus on Saturdays. And so like for now, for me, it's a double day. Like if I don't go out and do 20, then like I did something wrong that Saturday. Um, and I better not do it again the next week because Saturday is like a huge advantage. And every time like guys go home at four or five, I think they're like, they just kind of miss out on like a ton of deals. Um, so like on Saturdays we have meeting at nine for like 15, 20 minutes. I try to get on the doors by 10 and then knock all the way till nine 30. I'll take like a, I'll take like a, I don't know, a 10, 15 minute break in my car to eat. Um, but yeah, I knocked till nine 30 on Saturdays. So that's been, that's been huge. That's like a double, yeah, that's a double day for sure. Dude. So, okay. So I'm, I'm interested because this, this is one of the things that I was actually thinking about before the podcast is like, you must be knocking the full day Saturday, right? Yeah, how, yeah. how, how do you go from like, cause it's essentially a mental barrier. Everybody has it, right? Like once three o'clock hits, you're my guys and I'm texting my guys half the time. Like, Hey, right. do you have, do you have any good callbacks? Like how you feeling? You know, do you have any plans? So we're already like letting off the gas. How how did you make that switch to go from no I'm I'm going to nine thirty? Um, it was after my first Saturday. Um, I mean we had um, like our region got like kind of like it was the first Saturday of the summer, and I did like I did like nine accounts, and I wasn't even like the top fifteen of the company, and so I was like, and I ended at like seven thirty that day. And so I was like, dude, like, what the heck? Like, and then everyone like just kept selling more after I went home. And I was like, like, that's not like, how late are these guys knocking on Saturdays? And so like, um, I had another phone call with one of the guys in my company and he's like, dude, you got to take advantage of Saturdays. Like if you go out, like, and you knock all day long, like you got to knock all day long. Otherwise like you're missing out on a ton of deals. Like it's a double day. It's literally like the best day of the week to sell. And so you need to be prepping your whole week for Saturday. Um, Otherwise you're missing out on a big opportunity. And so like the way he kind of described it to me was he like, he'll knock like one area Monday through Wednesday, knock another area Thursday and Friday. And I don't do this every single time, but um, like the whole like mentality behind it is like prepping the whole week for Saturday to be stoked and go out and have a double day on Saturday. So you should like double your day. Like you should like double your weekly numbers Friday and Saturday, like whatever you're at. Like if you're at like 20 accounts by Thursday, and there's no reason you shouldn't be able to go out and do, you know, eight on Friday and then like 12 on Saturday. Like you got to have like that, like mental switch that like Saturday's going to be the biggest day of the week. Um, because like, that's what it's there for. Um, if you're just like, Oh dude, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna grab, you know, three or four and then, you know, head home. Then like you can do that, but like, you're not going to have like a big year. Um, because I, I, I credit a ton of my success to like knocking late on Saturdays. So, um, so yeah, I, I've just like kind of made the switch to like Saturday has got to be the biggest day of the week. And so like the whole week I'm looking forward to Saturday where before it was like, okay, like it's Wednesday. I'm halfway done Thursday. Okay. I got two more days after Thursday. Okay. Friday. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to go out Saturday. I'm going to hit it hard in the morning. I'm going to grab a couple of deals and I'll be done at four. And then I'm going to be able to chill all weekend. Like before that was like my outlook on it, but now it's like, okay, dude, like Saturday is coming up. Like 
that's okay. Like I'm a little bit behind on like my weekly goal because Saturday I'm going to go out and I'm going to absolutely crush it and I'm going to catch back up to where I should be on the week. So that's kind of like, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's like, that's like my mental switch as far as like why I've like been able to have a lot of success on Saturdays. Um, because I, uh, I just put a lot of focus and, and uh, energy into it like throughout the entire week. So yeah. it's essentially like, I'm well, kind of like, like a redemption day almost. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I think if you don't take like advantage of it, then you're just missing out on a ton of deals. Um, I believe the same thing about, you know, only knocking until nine at night or eight, eight forty-five at night. Like I would never do that ever. I would never go back to my car. Like, before nine ever anymore like i've definitely done it in the past like in the last two in the my first two summers definitely done it um but like now like no i would i wouldn't i wouldn't let myself do that so just because i've I've gotten at least like i think i'd say on average i've gotten well over i've gotten well over one 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 and a half deals after nine o'clock on average throughout the whole summer every single day and so that's like a hundred and you know i'm at like 80 knocking days 90 whatever i'm at that's like 150 deals that like I wouldn't have if I didn't knock until 9:30 every Saturday. Okay. And are are you are you knocking or are you just seeing callbacks at that time? No, I'm knocking. I'll knock like garage doors that are open, lights that are on, okay. and uh, yeah. I mean, you get every once in a while like people that get mad at you for knocking late, but like if their lights are on, like they're up and like it's all okay. good. Like, it's not going to be the end of the world if one person yells at you, but like, I barely get yelled at. I've maybe gotten yelled at maybe five times the whole summer for knocking late, mm-hmm. like after nine 30, like I'll knock until like, if I, if lights are on, I'll, I'll, I'll still knock like a couple more doors after nine 30. So there you, go. there you go. A key guys is if, if you're knocking these areas, like the, the Indian neighborhoods are money. And, and, oh, and yeah, past yeah. nine o'clock, dude. I remember a few two years ago we we're selling out in Long Island, dude, and there was like guaranteed like Indian people like everywhere. So competition days, we would just spot knock all the Indian homes, and we we just leave them for for the end of the day because we knew we yeah. we knocked at nine. They'll o'clock. be home, yeah. They'll be home. <laughs> yeah, they'll be home. They're up, dude. They'll come out. They'll come out. They'll chat. <laughs> shoot man dude not just that but you've sold a ton of accounts but you're you're selling them at at a really good contract value yeah because like, most most guys can go out and they'll slang like you know super cheap like 109s or yeah you know, the low initials right like have have you always well so your first summer you sold a five uh five thirty 530 contract value the second summer what what did you sell that was like 510 510 and then this year what what are you averaging i am at uh 696 696 696 that's almost a two that's a hundred dollar <laughs> like jump yeah yeah i just like yeah i mean i i mean we have minimums so like my minimum is 69 119 i can't go below that like we don't have a bucket we don't have anything like that so like 69 119 is like the bottom dollar mm-hmm. um and I, i'll be really honest i don't think i've missed out on a whole lot of deals because of prices here like i think i've sold just like i've sold i think i've sold plenty of quantity with having like a minimum like that i don't think you just sell people because i think a lot of reps will tell like themselves that they'll only sell them because they can do free 99s or free 89s or whatever but i don't believe that's the case i think people buy based off quality not off price and so like again just that like making that switch to like 
I'm not going to sell off quality or I'm not going to sell, sorry, I'm not going to sell off quantity. I'm going to sell off quality. Like that's been a huge like game changer as well. Like I don't say anything about like, yeah, I'm doing it for super cheap. I'm doing it for a big discount since I'm here today. Like I just like, I, I'll tell people straight up, like I'm a way higher end service. I do a lot more. I use a much higher end product. And so that's why your neighbors like it is because it, it's higher end. So um, I, I sell a ton more on quality um, than on price and, yeah, I don't drop the price a whole lot. Um, I mean, six down one is the minimum. That's a five forty-five. So, dang, there you go. Just little, yeah. just little difference. Higher end, premium. Yeah, yeah, premium. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll still discount, but like, yeah, I still I anchor high, and I have a lot more room to negotiate with. So, um, yeah, I think that's a big mistake a lot of guys make. And I mean, I know the whole industry is like, you know. Some companies more than others like try to make a big push for like higher contract values but i think it's super important to like everyone sell high high contracts because if not you're just kind of you kind of i don't know you're not helping the rest of the industry grow so yeah at, at at the end of the day that's just what it comes down to the higher the contract value is the higher i mean realistically that's where more money is made yeah 100 like that's all that matters like revs all that matters the revenue that's sold that's the only thing that matters so that's what guys get paid on. That's what, that's what your checks come from. Like, you know, the deal doesn't really, like the revenue matters most. So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Revenue drives, that's where backends come out of. At, at, the, ulti- at, at the end of the day, the, the industry is moving away from, I sold this much, I serviced this much to, this is how much revenue uh, yeah, yeah. and this is how much I got paid out on that revenue, right? It's no more like, you know, a thousand accounts or 500 alarms or a hundred sold or whatever it may be. It's this, how much money I made the company. This is my value. There's almost like there is a legit equivalent value to what you brought to the company and you're, and you're paid on the value that you bring. That's the value. That's what you get paid on. If if you feel value is higher then create more business for the company you're with and you'll be paid out according to that. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's another thing. Like, yeah, that's been another like game changer for me this year. Cause it's always been accounts. It's always been accounts. Um, like, yeah, like you want to keep a high contract, but like it was always like just accounts in the past, but now it's like, it's pure revenue. So I think that's been, been another thing that, and obviously my quantity is still there as far as accounts go, you know, but I think the, the most important focus is revenue. So that's what's helped me kind of, kind of keep my contract value high. We go hey drew so i don't want to keep you too long because i know you have your sunday you have to do what you got to do we're going to end on two things one and this is kind of a favorite thing here on the podcast is what's been your craziest experience on the door whether it's a wild encounter with a karen oh. pen or just an overall funny experience or just some crazy shiz um oh my biggest let's see I don't think I did. I haven't had like a whole lot of things happen to me this year. Like I had a couple of people in camp. I had this one guy in Kansas shoved me twice, like off of his porch, which was like kind of nuts, but I had never had anyone like touch me on the doors before. And this guy like comes out. Um, yeah. Nothing, nothing cra- like that I can think of nothing crazy this year. Um, but last year, yeah, last year, this guy comes out just ripping me a new one, man. And then he like pushes me down, like, his like, I don't know, four or five steps, like that lead up to his front door. He like shoves me down those. And I was like, I was so blown off. I was like, what is going on? Like this guy just shoved me. Um, 
and uh and then like i'm like walking off of his like porch and like or down his like walkway and then like down his driveway and he shows me again and i was like so like i was like that was probably the most heated i've ever been on the doors but other than that like i've been pushed twice but other than that like there's not been a whole lot of crazy things that happened to me there's definitely been more crazy things that have happened to my guys than to me from their stories but yeah so um, with that follow up with that and again it's 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 almost it's crazier because i think most of the people that i've had on they don't really have like a super crazy experience I don't know what it is. Like yeah. I haven't had like that much crazy like encounters with stuff like that. Like yeah, what, what do you? I, mean? I don't know. Not a lot. Not a lot of people get. Not a lot of people get mad at me either. Like I mean, like people yell at me and like, but like I don't. Really, I mean, I don't really get the cops calling me ever. I mean, I, I don't yeah. think a lot of you know managers do. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why you know crazy things haven't happened to me, but they've happened to my guys. So. Dude, I don't get it. I think this year, <laughs> I think this year was the first time I've had the cops called on me in forever. And it was because I walked into a neighborhood, like I was in like on the coastal, it was like in pa- pa- Palos Verdes Estates, right? In California. Um, and dude, like it's a no soliciting neighborhood, but I kid you not, dude. So you're like going down and it's like right on the cliffs of like the like near near the beach in the ocean, right? So it's like it's rich hood, dude. They're like eight, ten, fifteen million dollar homes. And I'm turning in, right? And they have a no soliciting sign on the left side of the entrance facing the opposite way. So the in only the way, yeah, dude, in the neighborhood, it's like this little rinky dink thing. It's like smaller than like my portable charger, dude. It's like this super small thing that says, please, no soliciting. I knock one door, dude. This Karen just comes out, just <laughs> guns blazing, dude. She's like, you're not supposed to be here. There's no sign. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, if there was a sign, I legitimately didn't see it. Like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, okay, whatever. She like leaves. She's like calling the cops. I'm like, all right, whatever. You you do what, what you need to do. I didn't see a sign, so I'm just going to keep knocking. I keep knocking, dude. I'm like about to sell this, this freaking mansion, and the cop pulls up with security. They end up walking me out, and we're like looking for this sign, and we end up finding the sign, dude. The cop's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is why she called this little rinky dink sign that's on the left side that you can only see if you were driving on the left hand side of the road and entering on the left side it's like no no one's gonna yeah. see that like what the heck some crazy people out there man dude, some crazy people but yeah some that's crazy people crazy people yeah, i don't know yeah maybe we'll have some crazy experiences hopefully right i don't know i mean it's, it's i don't know i don't i don't see myself but who knows we'll see I'll see. And then the last one, dude, is any piece of advice for the industry. This is where I leave it open to you. Anything you want to say, anything you feel like the industry should know, call it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd say, like, for those of you guys that have already gone home, um, like, your summer's over, I'd say, like, the biggest thing that I've noticed, like, at the end of, like, like guys will be absolutely ripping, like, on a tear all throughout May, June, July, August will hit. They'll tell themselves they're tired and they'll kind of slow down and their goals will get smaller and smaller and then they'll get more and more satisfied with you and less and less. Um, I'd say like, that's like the worst thing you could ever do because like if you're on track for a 500 count summer and then you get to August and then you, for some reason you tell yourself it's now okay to do 450 instead of 500 and then it becomes okay to do 425 instead of 500. And then it's like, Oh dude, I'm just going to go home. I'm just doing 420. Like um, guys like lower their goals as the season gets deeper, like keep your goals high. Like if you can go out, like if you can be on track 
in May and June to like hit your goal at the end of the summer, like keep your goal high, like even raise it if you need to, but don't lower your goal. Like shoot high, like keep going at them. Um, but when you tell yourself it's okay to do less, like you always do that. And the only reason it's okay is because like you've made it up in between your ears that like you're tired and you want to go home and you want your summer to be over and you don't care about your goal anymore, which you're just going to get home and you're going to kick yourself for it. So, um, yeah, man, I'd say like keep your guys keep your goals high, like keep going at them. Um, don't lower them. Like I tell my guys every single day, like you know, like take pride in your work ethic, take pride in your goals. Like that's why when I go when I go out and knock, like I have until nine thirty. Like I don't care if I'm at zero by like seven or eight. Like I'm not gonna go back to my car until nine thirty because like I take pride in my work ethic. And so, um, yeah, take pride in your goals, take pride in your work ethic. Um, like don't lower your goals. You work hard on anyone else, like you'll go out and you'll hit them. So, um, just keep your, uh, keep your goals high and don't lower them. Sweet, I'm sorry I got, man. Awesome. Well, Hey Drew, thanks again. Thank you for taking time out of your day off to want to be on the podcast and share what you shared with us. Um, yeah, I guess with that guys, we'll see you guys on the next one. Um, yeah. Catch y'all later. Started from the bottom, now we way up, way up. And I got the bad at you, stay tough, stay tough. Ain't no fucking playing, we ain't game boys. Now we got a nigga who wanna frame us. Make sure that you keep the third eye. All these niggas ain't gonna rock, all these hoes gonna wanna stop. Now they playing both sides. Man, a nigga traumatized. Mama told me, baby, don't cry. Now nah, I nigga whipping the pie. Feel me, bro? It's the street life. You know nothing about that. On the porch, LeBron.